to Therapy Unwound, the podcast that is here for all of us to enjoy the wonderful world of therapeutics. If you know, you know, but if you don't know, my name is Jenny Walker. And as well as being an integrative physical rehab therapist, I'm your host here on the podcast with the team behind me. And we are based at Cornerstone Therapies here in Godalming in Surrey. Thank you so much for liking, subscribing, sharing and doing all the things that makes our community grow. Without you guys, we'd be talking into the ether and that would be really dull. So thanks for doing it all. And we love being able to produce these uh, podcasts for you weekly and being able to upload and share our thoughts on wellness and healthy living. We are really excited to be producing the autumn and winter content for you. And in November and December, we have the new online classes and webinars for you to download and enjoy, filled with exclusive content about how to keep you well, fit and healthy throughout the winter months that, let's face it, can be rather bleak, dreary and downright dull, actually. But today we are talking about fibromyalgia, a little pathology that doesn't get much attention, although it's being talked about a little bit more. Fibromyalgia is often talked about in conjunction with chronic fatigue syndrome. So if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, we really um, advise that you do. So you've got some background on what chronic um, fatigue um, can and how it affects the body, affects your environment and how that kind of like we manage that in a very well ordered manner. And that is to do with um, our energy saving in POTS. Three weeks ago now, we looked at how financial budgeting can be taken as a principle and into our health budgets. And we basically got our four little pots, our savings bank accounts, if you will. And we got the spiritual and community health, our mental health, our physical health and our emotional health. And we looked at the theory of filling those pots up and expending them and filling them up and expending them again. So we'd really recommend that you go and listen to that one as well. But fibromyalgia, what is it? Well, it's chronic pain and it really, really hurts. Nobody really knows how it starts, although similar to chronic fatigue syndrome, trauma and viral loads can be often seen as triggers um, for it. But often when people with fibromyalgia come to me, they come with quite a history of um, medical approach, which is completely appropriate. Unlike chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia deals with pain. Pain is scalable. We can get a lot of analytics through pain. We can track it through months. So some days it'll be 7 out of 10, sometimes it'll be 3 out of 10. And you can get some metrics behind it, which make the conversation behind it somewhat, and I say somewhat, easier. Often people have been to their GP after suffering randomised pain global pain throughout their body for over six months. And that's a key with chronic fatigue syndrome as well as fibromyalgia for adults. Um, It is often diagnosed only after six months of the person suffering from the symptoms. And also for children, it's three months. So it's three months for kids, six months for adults. And much like chronic fatigue, the symptomology is the thing that gives the diagnosis. So... With um, chronic fatigue syndrome, there is no biological marker. We can't say, oh, you have chronic fatigue syndrome because we've done this blood test. And much like fibromyalgia, there is no clear markers as yet to say this is actually the pathology we're dealing with. 
But because it comes with pain, fibromyalgic um, clients and patients have often been through the rheumatology department because 25% of them will often also test positive for rheumatoid arthritis and they can be built, they can be dealing with the two at the same time. The widespread pain with fibromyalgia is often random and in my experience of treating it with clients I can safely say that the fibromyalgia map that some of you may have seen where you have um, a body front and back with kind of like red pinpoints for where you should feel pain if you have fibro um, actually is completely unapplicable and doesn't mean jack. Um, I have very little time for that map and I think it's about time it should be banned personally but there you go. Um, when you have fibromyalgia, your joints may feel swollen even though there are no visual signs. So you get up in the morning, your joints are really painful, it feels like everything's hurting. And that's often why people have been to the rheumatology department in the hospital. Um, the joints are looked at, and especially with rheumatoid arthritis, um, steroids can be really useful for that pain management. Um, but if the tests have come back negative and it's shown that that client doesn't have rheumatoid arthritis, we're then down into how do we treat fibromyalgia. And that can be really tricky on its own. Similar to chronic fatigue syndrome, which we looked at last week, fibromyalgia is also coupled with extreme tiredness. So you can feel very heavy, very leaden. And I often see clients actually with both pathologies, both with CFS and with fibromyalgia. There's also extreme physical and mental exhaustion. So when you're dealing with pain throughout the body, any physicality or cognitive behaviour, so just having conversation over a cup of coffee with a mate, can feel really draining. And that's because your body's trying to deal with pain and conversing in a normal fashion. And over time, over months, years of this condition, that can just be incredibly wearing. Just some facts for you. Fibromyalgia is 10 times more common in women than in men and it affects all age ranges. So we do see this with children, but primarily studies have seemed to say that it's ages between 20 and 50. And in my experience, that's such a wide age range. We may as well say every person um, could be affected by it. There are no known causes, so much like CFS, um, but there's definite consideration about how the body's natural stress response is overly triggered and produces hyper excitability within the body. So this is when you go on your fight and flight, everything gets stimulated and there is a vicious loop that appears. The body gets hyper excitability leading to anxiety, which leads to sleeplessness, which leads itself to increased pain and tiredness, we all know that a bad night's sleep, everything just feels worse. Last night, I was woken up at about 2.30, 3 o'clock, and I didn't get back to sleep until 5.30. We had the most torrential rain. It was just incredibly hard. But a headache that was brewing just feels a bit worse than normal today. My shoulder is feeling just a bit more grumpy. And that's just because I didn't sleep. So imagine that tiredness, that lethargy, that kind of like unresolved sleep for a long period of time in your life and yeah pain's just going to feel really bad if you go to the patient info info sites that we will link down below they talk a lot about the pain system 
And we call it the nisoceptive uh, system, so that pain system in the body. And that's linked to the stress and the immune system as well. And if you go back to our anxiety series that we did at the beginning of the year, we talk a lot about how that um, stress and immunity and sleep triad needs to be kept in check. There have been some really interesting discussions around the fact that the immune system with fibromyalgia is so out of whack that it needs a lot of help. And this is where, although I'm not a nutritionist, I do make sure that people with fibromyalgia that I'm helping, make I make sure that they're seeing a nutritionist or a dietitian to get their diet in check because their immune system can be really helped with the simple presence of good food. And this isn't something that we looked at with chronic fatigue syndrome, but the same principles apply if you're suffering from either or both pathologies. Food is your energy tank and you need to have the best that you can get hold of, especially when you're feeling tired. It's very easy to just reach for convenience food. But in actuality, if you make sure that your diet is giving you the right nutrients and supplements that you need, those wonderful um, combinations of zinc, vitamin C and especially D3, you can really boost your immunity through food. Also being outside helps, but in the UK this year, that's been quite tricky. Vitamin D3 really helps the immune system and it is the supporting supplement that a lot of people go without, especially in the Northern Hemisphere when it's dark and cold and raining because it comes from the sun. However, there are now supplements that allow us to take in that vitamin D3 in a better form. The Lancet wouldn't publish a study that was... Um, created this year about vitamin D3 and COVID-19 because they weren't happy with the data sets. But it did really start a conversation about the immunity and how we can fight viruses like COVID, flu, cold, general bugs and slugs that enter our body and just make us feel really yucky. But I think with vitamin D3, I would say that because the side effects are so minimal when you take a supplement for it and it helps your immunity so much, I would really encourage people to talk to their GPs and do their own research to see if that will help them with their immune system and help to bolster it. Because if we're saying that the immune system is not in check with fibromyalgia and that could be creating pain, Making sure that your diet and your supplementation is on point could be the best answer to a lot of those little niggles and naggles that come around this pathology. And we can get our hands around the rest of it. So here at Therapy Unwound, we need to be very clear with the advice that we're giving. This is for entertainment purposes. This is a podcast. I don't know you personally. But when we say go to your GP and do your own research, we actually really mean it. The GPs are there to help you through and make sure you're healthy. And a good relationship with your GP means that your health will be even stronger. I know we've got waiting lists. We've got people who are very stressed at the moment within the NHS here in the UK. But actually, when you're talking about long-term chronic pain, uh, fatigue, pathology, whatever you're kind of like traveling through, it's really important to get that discussion, that conversation 
with your general practitioner. So we're not saying it just to cover our bases. We actually fully wholeheartedly encourage our clients at the Cornerstone Therapy Studio, as well as here on the podcast, to go and speak to your GP. Get the best information you can. And if you want to do your own research and offer that to them as part of that discussion, I would highly highly recommend that as well but make sure whatever you're just doing is in discussion with a practicing medical professional when we're dealing with long-term pathologies and when we're dealing with things that are not going to go away in the near future there's no cure for them we're just learning how to manage them better and have a fulfilled life within that kind of like bracketing I often think that it can lead to lots of concern about how you fit within your social environments and how you're going to manage with work. And to be honest, without conversations with your general practitioners and your care teams, that can be very hard to get get around. And that's a lot of the conversation we have here at Cornerstone Therapies. It's like, how does touch help? How on earth can kind of like massage therapy, touch therapy, physical rehab help with chronic fatigue? I hurt so much. Whatever I'm going to do is going to hurt even more. So what's the point? Well, actually, what we're finding is that with fibromyalgia specifically, is that actually aerobic exercise can help. And when we hear exercise, as we talked about last week, people can just assume that that means kind of like a lot of gym work. What we find with fibromyalgia that actually a lot of aqua work, so not just swimming, but walking in water. So a lot of hydrotherapy work, a lot of kind of like just being in water and making sure that you're moving in that beautiful resistance and supporting environment that a pool can give you is really beneficial. And I love this. I love the fact that actually when you're in pain, when you're in water, that the the floating effect that you can have on the joints, the pain dissipates very quickly. And I know people who are in joint rehab with me for shoulders, knees, low backs, whatever, they will often say the same. Actually, being in water really supports their rehab and it's a good space for them to get fitter and enjoy a space that doesn't hurt so much. I had one woman in last week who has just found aquatherapy and she's doing a lot of hydrotherapy at the moment. And she said that came to the end of her class and all she wanted to do is swim more lengths it's like do I have to get out she's like a child and she's just like I don't want to get out of the pool just yet can I have some extra time and when you're in pain when you find kind of like water therapy it can be an absolute miracle worker so I really advise if you're near a swimming pool it doesn't matter if it's your local municipal pool just get in there and just walk a width in the shallow end just see if you can walk and it can help but just get some physical activity in there and it will really tire you out, but I think that's okay. That just keep just keep going with it, even if it's just two or three minutes at the beginning. Get some rigor behind it, and over the course of say three, six, nine, twelve months, you'll see how yes, you may still have wide ranging global pain, but it's a bit more manageable because you're stronger. Touch therapy is an interesting one when it comes to fibromyalgia, and actually, I don't offer massage with it much. I actually much prefer the myofascial release techniques. These can be up to five minutes long held stretches. It's quite slow. It's quite intense work. It's very intentional um, and it can be very grounding and very calming. 
What I find with fascia release is that there is something about it that calms the nerve endings down. And believe me, I've done 12 years of study on this. There is a lot of science behind the the statements where we can say that when we do those long-held fascial, that long-held deep fascial work, the body calms down, the anxiety dissipates, and the sleep is encouraged. You are rebalanced through that work. Touch also just touching. If you put your hand on someone's shoulder when they're not feeling good, that touch feels good. And I think with myofascial work with fibromyalgia is an incredibly good way of giving the literal hand on the shoulder. We're calming you down. You're in a safe space. The one thing I would say though, is that when people are really in that vicious pain loop with fibro is what we find in the studio is that the effects can be felt for about 24 hours and then it doesn't fix. And so they have to have regular sessions. So two sessions a week for a while, and then we lengthen that out. Uh, One client springs to mind and we were seeing each other three times a week for a month, actually, which was a very big investment for her, for both financially and for time. But what we've been able to do now is she was um, bed bound at the time and she wasn't able to function and she was about to lose her job because of it. And over the last 18 months, we've been able to get her to the point where she's only seeing me every two weeks um, for an hour and a half session. She's back fully at work. She's working from home, so she doesn't have to expend from her energy pots um, in any other way. But she's a fully functioning member of the team and offering a lot to her workplace. She's enjoying life now and she's off to the pub and she's, yeah, her life has been changed through it. And seeing somebody who's really had to dig into that kind of like hydrotherapy as well as seeing me with the touch therapy and the physical rehab, that journey is very intense. It's very personal. And it's sadly not something I can see being offered very readily through the medical profession at this time. Um, But my real hope is that more studies can be done around touch therapy, around hydrotherapy to be able to offer it in a full service. Maybe not in my lifetime, my professional lifetime, but hopefully soon. There is a lot more to say about how to help fibromyalgia as far as homework goes, apart from the hydro work. Dry body brushing really helps as well. Dry body brushing, um, you can find loads of techniques on YouTube for it, but basically it helps shunts the lymphatic system around the body when maybe you're in too much pain to do that. And that that lymphatic system is part of your immune system and that will help in many, many ways. And actually, I should have said earlier that the lymphatic system is moved beautifully through muscle contraction and especially in water, which is why your immune system, not only are you having to fight the bugs in the pool, but also your lymphatic system is being moved in the most beautiful way in water. Walking really helps also. So if you can't get to a pool, make sure you're walking as much as you can each day. And this may be literally to the end of the driveway and back. And then you build up your strength over months, years to be able to go for longer longer walks. But make sure you're trying to get out and walk with fibromyalgia as much as possible. Moves the body, gets those joints going. And actually, I, I really advocate for that. And then once we get um, under control, we get that pain under control a bit more, we go into resistance training. But that's much more with personal trainers who are specialized in physical rehab. That's not really my jam. But the people who I have um, referred on have had fantastic results through it. So I hope this has helped. Living with chronic pain can be one of the most 
disabling experiences in life. Pain that is very personal. There are many ways to describe it. A lot of clients give me colors, numbers, textures, words to describe their pain. But all of it is quite horrible. And I I think pain itself is under... Um, is not talked about enough in our society. We we don't give it enough credence. We don't give it enough space. Living with chronic pain is about management, and there's some wonderful ways to go about managing it. It's just getting in there and discovering them. And once you've discovered them, your life can really change. I hope, I really pray that Therapy Unwound gives you a little key into that wonderful world of rehab. And that's why we're here. That's why we upload every Friday. And we really thank you for joining us. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing, doing all the stuff, helping this community. We really appreciate you coming along this journey with us. And until next Friday, I hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you then. So take care and have a good one.